0: Hi, my name is Jarrell Pyro Johnson and you are listening to Pop Culture Addicts.
1: Welcome to Pop Culture Addicts, the weekly show that brings you interviews and discussions with people in our pop culture world.
2: You know, that means we get to talk more about movies, more music, more video games, and more. (laughs) Don't miss a week. You never know who's going to be our next guest. So, okay, addicts, are you ready for your pop culture fix?
1: Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Addicts. Our guest today is a rap artist with a new album out called Life is a Musical. He's also an actor with some notable credits and some pretty awesome ones that we wish we could talk about. But, you know, with NDAs being NDAs, um, that means that we're going to have to wait until uh, 2022 to see what this all this awesomeness is that surrounds our guest, Jarrell Pyro Johnson, and what he's gotten himself into. So welcome to the show, Pyro hey
0: it's good to be here so good to see you. lovely faces and hear your lovely voices
2: oh well thank Aww. you for joining us oh he likes us he likes us
1: <laughs> uh, that's not he's creepy got at issues. all issues <laughs> you no know, we have the issues he's nice uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right we talked a little bit this about beforehand you were and we had the opportunity to have you on the, uh another okay. show that kathleen and i do called funny science fiction podcast um so we're not going to talk about all your NDA projects and what you've got going on there so we can keep you on the, the right and legal side of things. However, I do want to ask you about your general level of nerdiness and geekiness, because when we had you on the other show, um, you had a quite a bit of depth of nerd to you. It was, it was pretty impressive. I was like, you know, because I always wonder when I have people on the show and I invite them on, um, many times we invite them on because we just want to have them part of the live show and, and have fun with them and, you know, hey, this will be cool and all this kind of stuff. But what I'd like you to do is take a couple minutes and tell me all about uh, Little Jarrell and and how he became such an awesome nerd who acts, raps, and and apparently is super cool enough to match his uh, curtains with his hat and t-shirt. <laughs> well, um,
0: you know what's crazy? Um, I've been into comic books as a kid. Um, my dad, my dad was not really there in my life, but uh, he left comic books. So, um, that was his way of being there without being there. So, um, I kind of became a little pop culture uh, nerd, um, I would say, which is cool. It's cool to be a nerd. absolutely. Um, um, and I've just been reading comic books, and I don't know it's just it's just a love of fantasy and fiction, and actually that, that goes hand in hand with acting and rapping because just to see you know how a normal human being can become like a super being out of nowhere just because sometimes the level of his mind or the omega level of what he was gifted with and how he uses those gifts to be either good or bad. Mm -hmm. It's so cool, which is why I love Dungeons and Dragons because sometimes it's more than just good and bad. Sometimes it's literally like chaotic good, chaotic bad. Sometimes there's reasons to get to that point to solve a certain point. And I just feel like in everyday life, if everyone were were geeks or nerds, this would be a way better world that we live in because (laughs) it would be more understandable, like why people do certain things to get certain things. Mm-hmm. Why do certain I with things to get like It that.
1: makes Put sense,
2: that I get you. Yeah, we that. know what you <laughs> meant,
1: we're good with it. <laughs> so so be- before we go on though, I-, I wanna know what were some of you, now you mentioned that your dad left behind some comic books and you read those. You mentioned Dungeons and Dragons, but what's were some of your other geek influences?
0: Um. Oh, I, I was a huge Pokemon fan. Matter of fact, I still play Pokemon to this day. Cool. I'm actually excited about the uh, new Diamond and Pearl remake mm-hmm. they're making. Um, I'm a, i am I got my little. I'm just curious to see it. I can't wait. Um, I uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Um, but I would say Pokemon for sure. Um, I love Power Rangers. I don't know if Power Rangers is really more of a anime. I think that's like anime. I think they adopted it to anime now. But I guess it's kind of geeky. You know? Mm, yeah. So. Oh yeah. I don't know. It was it was just more fun to be someone else. You know. So just to see things being created, I just feel like geeks have more fun. Nerds have more fun, you know? And I love chess, I played chess. I used to go, my mom used to take me to the park to play chess with like older people. Um, And that was fun. You know, I was like maybe nine, 10 years old playing dominoes and chess against the older generation. And just all those influences just made me just be more into board games and studying. And it's really weird how that all worked hand in hand. All right, that's cool.
2: It makes for a well-rounded person though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. More people should play chess,
2: right? Well, it's it's,
1: it's kind of cool because you, you have your 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 mind, you know, has its hands in, in a lot of different pots, which is cool because I think a lot of people sometimes kind of get stuck in one lane and they feel like they can mm-hmm. only like this one thing or they they can only appreciate this one thing. Um, right. But now you've shown that on your geek influences, it's, all, it's kind of all across the board and what you do and, and everything and how does that apply when it comes to musical influences, and how you, you know, how you became the musical artist that you are now?
0: Well, like uh, kind of like um, Kathleen was saying, which is actually totally correct, and I wish I would have said it first, but she beat me there, so whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like if you if you know how to master everything the best way that you can, it just makes better for everything in life. Like you know, when you play Monopoly, some people they don't focus on collecting the houses. Some people focus on the hotels which is a better deal than the houses anyway. And some people just, co- just focus on collecting the goal, the $200, mm-hmm. which describes our economy, which is crazy. Like mm-hmm. some people really just focus on the help from the board versus becoming their own help. So I feel like the geeky influence and in, in just, especially in chess, like you're literally looking at all your pieces to protect the main thing, which is you. So you're trying to figure out which way I can protect myself through different avenues of things. So my goal in music and acting now and literally now kind of going into the financial coaching game is literally figuring out how I can protect my queen from being knocked down by the opposing team, which is everyone that is not me. Mm -hmm. And if I can help someone do that too, it just, it just becomes a bigger board so I can help their boards and get a little bit of residual from helping their boards. Sure. I can
1: totally see that. I get that. So, who were who were some of your musical influences growing up? What did you listen well, to? My favorite, uh, my favorite MC growing up
0: was definitely Will Smith. Um, okay, it's crazy because a lot of people don't give Will Smith credit. I think he's due so far as a rapper because right. he started off as a rapper first before he went into acting and all mm-hmm. that. Big fan. Uh, yes, um, Lost and Found was one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Um, great album. Um, and then it went from Will Smith to Ice Cube, of course, because you know I, I live in california well, i was born and raised in california i don't currently live in california i wish i did sometimes looking at the sun but um <laughs> um yeah so definitely will smith then ice cube then as i developed it was dmx may he rest in peace and then from there it just it went
1: to eminem and right now totally eminem was like my favorite MC Yeah, right now.
2: they're all solid
1: it's a, it's a solid playlist and you're right. Uh, I think people overlook uh, Will Smith because they think, oh, he was the Fresh Prince. He had a silly TV show. And, you know, but honestly, uh, the things that he did as the Fresh Prince, um, he's got some solid bars, man. He really does. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and I, I think that, that people don't really give that uh, enough credit. Um, there's an album uh, that he did with Jazzy Jeff. Um Called uh, and in this corner. Yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with it. But there's a song on there, the very first track on that is called and then she bit me. It's a silly song. It's funny, but he's got some. There's some tight rhymes in that song, and he hits this one spot in the song where it's kind of like he's just kind of like loafing through the song, and then he then he hits it, and yeah. yeah, and it's like ooh,
0: yeah. I feel like a lot of people to give him credit because you know he wasn't really an artist that cussed a lot. So at that time, it was just like, well, if you don't cuss, you're not really an artist to be respected or listened to. But I, I, sometimes I feel like even with my music, sometimes I try to alleviate the cussing as much as possible because I feel like cussing is kind of cheating mm-hmm. because cussing are good is good filler words, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. you know. I like speaking French as much as possible, you know. But I just feel like you know a lot of people use that to make words. Right. Of just.
2: Being and I, feel like, and the I feel like the those expletive words should be used more as a topping that they kind of they lose their shock value. They lose their appeal. If you overuse them, they just they become other words. And it, that doesn't that doesn't have the same influence as when they're the shocking words.
0: Right. And it that's actually a really good point, because if it was used like that, the song would actually be better. And the words, would,
1: like you said, it would be more impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think those
2: words would get your attention the way that they're meant to.
1: Right. A little bit is good. A lot could be too much.
2: They're like sprinkles.
1: Exactly. Sprinkles are for winners. So.
2: (laughs) So I was actually, after you mentioned D and D, is that something that you still do that you're still interested in?
0: Um, I um, Well, you know, when it comes to D&D now, it's more like I play Skyrim. Um, mm-hmm. I play a few D&D-inspired games. Um, I have this one friend, uh, his name is Skylar uh, Gray, and he does this thing where he literally is going to take communities. He does like a YouTube video. It's called Back in the Deck. Um, mm-hmm. That's his channel. And what he does is he kind of does D&D, but he does it with like the younger generation, which I really respect because it actually gets me more back interested in it because yeah. it's more into life, you know? And I feel like even as a teacher, like I have a son and I feel like, you know, sometimes hammering things at them doesn't really teach them versus showing them in life. So he goes to like these community outreaches and he like plays D and D with them, but he also relates it to life. So when I play that with him or, or, or is talking, or am I am talking with him about that? I'm sorry. I can't spoke today. Um, (laughs) It it makes it, it makes it just work.
2: Because d totally is so great,
0: man. It's so it is.
2: Great. It is. I was just, as soon as you said D&D, my brain did the, yay. Yeah. yeah. And I mean D&D.
0: Diablo, of course. You know, we love oh, it. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. No, because yeah. I I love Skyrim. I had, after my husband and I got married, um, that was the first time I played Skyrim, was with him. And my first Skyrim save, I had like 360 hours on it before it got accidentally deleted, which sucked. Like, earth shattering felt like sucked. Um. But my current characters got like almost 600 hours into it.
0: OK, well, you just double back. Right,
2: up. right. I just I made up for it. But it's one of those games that like you can keep going and going and going. And like the first time I played through it, I blasted through the main storyline and ended up trying to fight Alduin at like level 14. Oh, terrible, Which is a terrible, terrible,
0: terrible thing to do. Terrible. <laughs>
2: idea so second playthrough i'm like no i'm gonna go and i'm gonna level up and i'm gonna uh i maxed out my heavy armor i maxed out my two-handed weapons i maxed out my archery and I'm like then i'm gonna go beat alduin and i got him down in like three hits and i'm like well then nice
0: well you know my favorite thing in um in skyrim is definitely crafting i'm, I'm a huge crafter um and i like I, I like persuasion because i feel like i'm a persuasive person mm-hmm. So as long as I can persuade, craft and maybe do a little lock picking here and there, I feel like I could take over the game. Like I don't I don't you know, which also shows you that you could literally win the world without really being a brutal person, but that mouthpiece can it can yeah. control everything.
2: Yeah. So what's your favorite class or like your favorite um race to play in in Skyrim? Well,
0: well, I mean, not just because I'm black, you know, I like I like red guards, of course, but <laughs> I mean, you know,
2: I can totally God, see that, me. though. Red guards totally
0: are, are oh solid. God. I need help. Oh,
2: <laughs> so I I tried playing as a Khajiit and that was the worst mistake, because even as you buff them up as much as you can, they are so squishy. They are yes. so squishy.
1: Yes. You know, can great on the underwater? That's like the best thing they can that do. That is right really up.
2: cool, though. Yeah.
1: You know what's really great about this conversation?
2: You have no idea what we're talking I about. I have
1: no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. I have never played a minute of Skyrim. You guys are over here. Y'all might as well be reading from a Greek cookbook to me right now because I can't <laughs> understand a thing. I'm like, hmm? smile and nod, smile and nod. Yep. Skyrim, all right. <laughs> it's... I keep saying it's, it's on my list of things to do. You know that list I keep telling well, you? Right, I have Kathleen that have... that's...
2: Life that's, and job and kids—that is ridiculously
1: and, uh, long. Yeah, yeah. that—that's what it's—it's it's on that list. And, and someday I might even get around to it, and I'll understand what all those the uh, fancy words y'all just used what what y'all mean. But uh, so, as of right now,
2: I will tell you as of now, just as a, a heads up, Tim, Khajiit are cat people. Of course, they are. So think, horrible cats rendition movie. And, oh yes. But. But make them actually cool. <laughs> and yet still incredibly squishy. They, they can die. talk really
0: well, too. They have good persuasion, too. They
2: have really good persuasion. They do have a fun um, unarmed attack because they're cats and they have claws. Yes. But, yeah, they are giant cat people. Okay. Then. Or you could be an Argonian that's a giant lizard person.
0: I'm sorry, yes. Argonians are the ones that can breathe in the water, not the Khajiits. I'm so sorry. Oh, Khajiits are the persuasive ones. yeah. Yes. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. I've been playing Diablo a lot and kind of got a little stuck in somewhere else.
2: Well, and it's funny. It's like Skyrim was one of those things that like I head first dove into and then I had a kid. And now that tiny person expects me to pay attention to her.
1: (laughs) How rude.
2: I know, right? I mean, it was easier when she was an infant and she would sleep all the time and I could just have her sleeping on my chest while I played video games. Like that was fine. But now she's the three year old that wants to help. And that's not helpful.
0: Not at all, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> my son, he, he tries to play my PlayStation 5 and I'm like, yeah, just me, yeah, I don't know.
2: Just don't touch I it, you're going <laughs> to get a sticky. <laughs> I think sti- we got to get you a switch. you I to get it all sticky. Yeah. So Pyro, the creative process is different for every artist in every medium. And many have some sort of standard process or when they're starting a new project. So do you have something like that? And can you describe it? For like My husband, when he writes a song, he usually starts with the drums and then guitar, then bass, and then whatever weird, I'm pretty sure he's got a song with theremin in it. But do you have that sort of like process of what what you do first? So
0: basically it's different. My first process used to be, I used to make music. I used to literally write first because I make my own music too, for the most part. So I used to write. And then as a poem, and then when I would make the song, I would literally see how I can turn the poem into different, like I would turn into the the hook or the chorus, as you would say. Um, So I I think um, that would be the goal. Um, And then I would add the song and then I would literally uh, conform it um, to be different parts of the song. And then literally that would be it. But once I started directing and becoming into the acting world, what I do now is literally, I think of a, an idea of a good movie that I can make. And I would literally make a song based on that movie idea. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, my main focal point now is to think, if I had to shoot a music video for every single song on my album, I would like to have that planned. So I can literally oh, just cool. go one step, two step, three step, done. Awesome. So that's how I do it now. But before I was into the directorial, it would be literally make a poem, find a song, take pieces of the poem, and put it into a song.
1: Yeah, so there's been a definite evolution of, of what you that's do amazing. and how you do. Yeah. That's cool. I think I think that's a really neat idea to to uh, make the concept of how I would shoot this, how I would do this as a mini movie you know, for each individual song. I think that's a really cool concept. And it actually helps with the album. Like
0: when you create an album, it actually helps too because then when you put putting the songs together – because you want it to flow conducively. So mm-hmm. the thing is, it, it it just ties in. Like, okay, so what happened in the, pre, in the sequel? What happened in the sequel after that? And what was the prequel prior to those three songs that you made that were the sequel? So it just works like that. And then even when you're like thinking of your skits, and because I like to add skits to them, you think about the right person that would fit. Mm-hmm.
1: It just all mm-hmm. works
0: when you think of it with a major, back to chess. It just thinks uh, with a major brand, a brand, yeah.
2: sorry. Yeah, Yeah, because you have to think out all of your steps to make sure that you're getting to the end goal that you want. That makes a lot of sense.
1: And see, now I have to go back and listen to Life as a Musical from that perspective, because I didn't know this before coming into the interview with you. And now it's piquing my curiosity. So I have to go back and listen to it from that perspective.
0: We actually just shot the music video for that song yesterday. Actually, that's why I'm here in L.A. Oh, cool. Um, Because the thing is, I'm very Adam Sandler. So I like to keep my same team. Mm-hmm. uh from day 1 up so awesome. i came back to la to work with my team and the music video was just crazy for it it's, it's just it's going to be ridiculous it's That's probably cool, the Biggest
1: thing you've probably ever seen
2: awesome i look That's forward awesome. to it
1: yeah i've only ever i've only ever been on the set of one music video and that was kind of cool my my brother is a, is a rapper from the detroit michigan area and he goes by the stage name of shanrock and uh he and his band uh they did a, he was a part of a rap rock band called coming for blood and he was the the main vocalist and they did a uh, rap rock cover of uh uh, jump around from house of pain oh i remember that song yeah yeah such a good song so yeah they did it's an incredible cover and i'm i might be a little biased because i think my brother's awesome uh what he does and uh but it's a really cool video too um you know we we went to this really cool old irish pub in, in detroit and you know shot a lot of it there and Uh, and then the second day, you know, they got people going crazy behind him on, on like, you know, doing BMX tricks on bikes and and all this kind of stuff. It's a really cool video,
0: but isn't it cool? Like the thing about shooting a music video versus a regular, like feature or, uh, or like a short film, it's so much quicker. Well, it's not quick. It's, it's a tad bit quicker, but it's just more fun. Like it's just, you have more opportunities to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because it's a music video, but you don't think of how much stuff goes into it. But it's so fun. The creativity part of it is just so great. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I had a lot of fun. I did, I'm i not in the video. I chose not to be. I was I was asked to be, but I was like, nah. I'm well, that's because right. you don't play Skyrim. That's the reason. Well, mm-hmm. probably so, yeah. You're but, not cool uh, enough to
2: be in a music video, Tim.
1: No, absolutely not. Uh, that was part of the reason but, I mean, why I stayed on. out of it. I mean, come on. It's
2: you at a pub. You would have been drinking the Guinness that was there and chair dancing and... It would have been beautiful,
1: and that's why I stayed off of it. I have too many friends who were going (laughs) to hold that over my head. So, like the one that's sitting, never exactly, exactly
2: serenading your tater tots.
1: Exactly, see, that's that's kind of. I only
2: remember it because I was the only sober
1: one. You were, no, you and my wife both, because she's a lightweight. So, (laughs) all right, so uh, we're changing topics here. Uh, So, Pyro, in doing research for this interview, we we found another interview with you from back in 2019 on Voyage LA. And in it, you talked about growing up in uh, a middle-class family on the West side of Compton. Now for um, most of us uh, white folks, we hear about Compton and our instant reaction is uh, from what the, the the late great comedian, Ralphie May said, Oh, I've heard about that. It's in a Dr. Dre song. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> so uh can you describe what your life was like growing up and how did those experiences help shape your creativity
0: you know what where i went no no honestly um the compton that i grew up in um it was bad um sometimes i try to like say it wasn't that bad because i'm not in it no more but it was it was it was bad um um we had two rival gangs fighting against each other on and i lived on one side of the street from the other rival gang um and you know trying to like literally go to school i walked to school so my my elementary school is around the corner but i went to a catholic school so you know i was i was kind of well rounded my grandmother was heavy in the church she was a choir singer um and i actually think my grandma raised me basically well my mom did too let me not give my mom not
2: right. credit
0: my right. grandma was like definitely the she was the steeple you know um yeah, i get so that so between that um and heavy catholic so um It was kind of hard to do wrong because I was more scared of my grandmother than I was of any gang. My grandma was crazy.
2: Grandmas are scary.
0: And my grandma's from, like, the old South. So, like, Alabama, like, Birmingham. And I don't know, man. Florida. I get it. Man, it's scary. Like, I I was like, man, she was like, you better not ever do a gang or I'll kill you before they do. And I'm just like, as a kid, that just stuck in my head. And she used to always say, I get butter from the duck. I never knew what that meant. But. (laughs) To this day, I still don't know, but I, I'm still scared of that. If someone told me that, I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, um, so, it was kind of harsh. Um, it was kind of harsh. Um, there were there were uh, a park next to me. It was always shootings. It was very bad, actually. Late because I was born in the late '80s. Okay. So late '80s, '80s, early '90s. It was. It was. It was, You could tell that it was going to progress, but it just didn't progress. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say that it was NWA bad like the movie, uh, for me, but it. it you could see some like moments in between. Um, But between that, my grandma really, I mean, she let me out the house, but not really, like not really. So she was kind of very protective of me. So I kind of had a a well balanced. So I had cousins, of course, that was, that were in gangs and so I could see them. So it's kind of like, I kind of got a feel for it, but I never actually was a part of it like that. Without having to be thrown into it. Right. Cause my grandma was scary, man. Like I'm telling you, that lady was like really scary to me. Like I, I, I'm more scared of her. I'm still scared of her, and she's not here when she rests in peace. But I'm still scared. I'm scared that she's looking everything I do, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> when the wind just starts blowing really, really cold, I'm like, oh,
2: damn. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, know, she loved you, so at least right, there's right. She scared you out of love.
1: Yes. Yeah. I. I. So growing up, you know, my mother was born in in Tampa. And she raised my brother and I with with a lot of Southern values, and so you know, growing oh, up, man. still to this day, I say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. I, I hold doors open for people because you know that's what a, a polite boy is supposed to do. Uh, and also, I do those things because I'm a, I cannot be convinced that my mom isn't going to hop around from some corner and smack me upside the back of my head because I didn't say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am.
2: Your mom's uh, scary. <laughs> I love your mom, but your mom's scary. Right?
1: Yeah, I get that. So. <laughs>
2: See, and it's funny, it's like my my grandmother was born in Arkansas, and so I had a lot of that same southern value yeah, with the Irish Catholic guilt and shame. Oof. Yeah, it was, I get it, oh, yeah. I get it, there was there was no stepping out of line.
1: Yep. Five I, foot two little Irish redhead with freckles, you know, telling tell me what to do, you learn to listen.
2: I mean, I was more afraid of my grandpa than anybody, but...
1: Oh, I can see that.
2: He's yeah. a scary little dude. I love him a bit. I mean, he just he passed in 2020, but oh, he was man. great. Cute wow. little Irish grandpa looked like a leprechaun. Loved him a bit. <laughs> At the same time,
0: hey, that movie scared the crap out of me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you well, I mean, I think the yeah. biggest
2: thing is that he had these he had these suit pants. He had these dress pants that were bright Irish green. And it's like, he was the only person I knew that could pull off these bright green pants. And it was the, you look like a leprechaun. <laughs> and I, I said it to him once. I told him once that he looked like a leprechaun and he reminded me what leprechauns can do to people.
1: Yeah. I like your grandpa. Did you? it sounds, oh, did yeah. You? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm sorry for your loss though. Man, <laughs> Thank you.
2: It was, it was a rough year. Bad. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: It yeah, was only one of three deaths last year. That's... Mm. The worst of all of them was my. Well, no, it's hard Yay, to say word.
1: 2020. Right? Yeah. I lost a newborn nephew Ooh. and my dad
2: and my grandpa all in under 100 days. It was insane. It was
1: a, it was a rough go. It was. <laughs>
2: yeah. It was crazy. But anyway, so moving on. Happy things. <laughs>
0: hey, well, at least we get a part two. We get a 2022. So maybe this right? new 2022 will be better than, you know.
2: Let's hope it can't be any worse.
1: I just can't. Oh, if it's, it can. if let's it's, not, it's, not challenge it. Oh, don't, yeah, don't lay down that gauntlet. 2022 gauntlet. electric. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, electric- 2022 electric boogaloo. No, thank you. Hey,
0: it's too soon to say gauntlet, man. We lost We lost a great hero. <laughs> that gauntlet. Yeah.
2: So, with everyone having equal access to the internet, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, DistroKid, everything. There's Wow, a-
0: that is interesting that you just said DistroKid on a. A lot of other platforms that you could have said. Wow, that was good. (laughs) That one may have been my husband's doing. Now I'm listening.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's easy to get lost in the abundance of content that's being made. And there isn't a platform that's dedicated to just putting out new artists and new creators to the forefront. Having had a measure of success of your own, what do you think that a new artist or a new creator can do to gain a following?
0: Honestly, what I tell a lot of people now is it didn't used to be cool to be yourself, but now it's more cooler to be yourself now than ever. I would literally say just get on something and just start talking. Mm -hmm. There's there's, there's so many people in this world, so many crazy people, so many normal people, so many weird people, that there's a niche for almost any and everything you do. So I would literally say just get on Instagram because it's free Mm -hmm. and do some reels or some stories and just talk, you know? And even if you live stream, I mean, you might get two people when you first starting off, but you can save it. People can always go back and watch it. Um, YouTube, well, you know, I love YouTube, you know, whatever. Um, let, well, let's just not talk about YouTube. Um, it's a complicated yeah, thing. yeah, 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 YouTube, yeah. Well, as soon as YouTube learns their algorithm, then we can talk about YouTube, because they don't even know their algorithm. Um, we want to love them. We want to. Um, we just want them I, I to love, love us. Them. Yes. And I used to love them in 06 and 07 because I was one of the original YouTube people. Mm-hmm. Um and I man, I wish it would go back. I miss it. Oh, I miss YouTube. Um, so yeah, I would just say just literally just there's so many platforms, like you said, you can literally just talk about anything. And if in that's weird that you said distro kid. Um I wouldn't say distro kid because it's expensive, but they are free versions of distro kid where you can literally just make a song and there's distribution people that'll put it out for free just right. to have somebody listen. Just get it out there. Even if it's bad, just get it out there. Because if it's bad and you grow, your audience will grow. And it will show more real, realistic you mm-hmm. versus you just waiting to put out good stuff. You'll wait too long to get out there. And then if it's good and then it turns bad, it's like, well, you know, what are you doing? So right. I would literally say just any way you can, just put it out there.
2: DistroKid is only, I only know of it because of my husband because he is a songwriter and an audio engineer and our editor for the show. So, yeah, it's yeah. As you're muted over there, Tim,
1: I think he probably said a bunch of stuff (laughs) that I did. I did. I'm sitting here just chatting away. I was I coughed. And so I muted myself. And so basically what I said was,
2: hi, John. All right. (laughs) He knows we're talking about him.
1: He does. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, another question I had for you. Pyro, is that you now with your new album, Life Is a Musical? It's your second, or so, what many people call it, the sophomore album. Um, what to you makes it stand out as being different from Symphony in L.A. Minor, your 2018 album? How much has changed in your? We already talked about what's changed in your creative process, and so what's what makes it stand out from Symphony in L.A. Minor? And what are your favorite tracks on each album?
0: Um, Symphony in L.A. Minor was an album I was working on since college. Now with me saying that, I went to college back in oh, six, yeah two thousand six so I was literally working from two thousand six to two thousand eighteen on symphony in l a minor so a lot of those songs I made in college, so my goal was just to release the music because it was an experience it was still like it was what happened to me and my goal was to literally tell everyone everything in my life I wanted to be as genuine me as possible, so I felt like it had to come out um. So I just had to put it out. Um, so it was really maybe like one or two new songs that I made as of 2018 on that album, but everything else was like 2007, 2008, 2009. And I was struggling with a bunch of engineers, so we never could actually get everything accurate. So I just felt like I had to release it. So that's why we did that. Life is a Musical was different because this was all music that I made as of 2019, 2020, 21. Uh, the pandemic helped, didn't help a lot because the album would have released way quicker. Um, but I felt like it was newer me, updated me, which is why I liked that one so much because I, I felt like a kid. Symphony L.A. Minor was like, I was a child mm-hmm. on a lot of those songs and I wasn't talking about a lot of things I'm talking about now. So basically, um, when, um, when I did Life is a Musical, it was literally all updated me talking about, um, you know, financial goals, talking about finances and talking about there's other ways of life besides just talking about just having fun. So it, that's where the difference was. Um, my favorite songs probably on um, Life is a Musical is Life is a Musical um, because it literally relates to how life has ups and downs. And my, my saying is life is a musical, so play your part. So I feel like everything, it, I feel like everyone is watching you. Even if it's one or two people, someone is watching you. So I feel like if you're if they're watching you, it's good. If you want to inspire someone else, it's good to show them how you deal with situations, good or bad, and make the best of it. That's how you play your part in the big scheme of life. So that's why I like that song. Um, I love February 27th because that song I did with my son. um, And I have him singing on. He was like five. And even now he listens to it and he's like, oh, that's not me. I'm like, yeah, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that song for that. Um, It's his birthday, February 27th. And then I would probably say Cali Dream only because no matter wherever I go, because this album was made in California as I was leaving, I would still have the passion and love for where I'm from. I will always love California. I have my differences with it right now during all the situational time that we're dealing with, but I will always love where I came from and where I started. So that's why I like those three songs. Symphony, and LA, uh, Symphony L.A. Minor, my favorite song is um, Get Away. Uh, Get Away is my uh, favorite song from that album because it's literally talking about, sometimes you want to escape the bad times in life. And literally it's, all, it's just, you know, let's be better than what we are. Um, that's pretty much that. Um, and then the, ne- the last one on um, Symphony LA minor is probably Symphony LA minor because it's just the love for LA, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to show that in the song. Very simple, nothing crazy, complicated. Just welcome to LA. It's where I'm from.
1: Yay, I'm happy. Awesome. Good. It's a nice promise. I like it.
2: So coming back around to Tim's first question and NDAs being what they are and Disney being as legally intimidating as they are. And I'm not going to mess with the mouse. I'm not going to ask you about the current project that we can see on your IMDb list, but we're not allowed to talk about. Right. (laughs) But we all know it's there. It's there. It's there and it's exciting. And we're super excited for you. But that's as far as we're going to go because we don't want Disney to hurt us. (laughs)
0: I'm not even with my Mickey Mouse shirt today. I started to, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mickey's our master, and we don't want to hurt him. No. Oh, boy. (laughs) So do you have a character or a role that you'd consider to be your dream role, whether it's MCU, DC, whatever setting? Or, side point, who would you want to go on tour with?
0: I, you know what's funny, before they came out with the Uncharted movie um, that they're working on, which I have my eh about, I wanted to be uh, Nathan Drake. Like, I wanted to be like the Black version, I think. Because I really absolutely love Nathan, Nathan Drake, one of my favorite characters. I love the storyline. I, I just love everything about it, um, besides the movie so far. Um, so that's actually would be one of my dream roles. Um, and I would love to do that under, hmm, I don't know. That would be a hard one. I would. I would like Quentin Tarantino to do it.
2: Ooh, (laughs) that would be.
0: Uncharted by Quentin Tarantino. That would be so cool to be.
2: That would be really cool.
0: Like, that would be my like dream role. Um, if I ever was to go on tour, I would of course say Eminem, of course. But um, if I'm thinking more realistically, like as in like I think this can happen, like maybe in a month or two. That's how Mm -hmm. much I believe in it because my hands are itching, so money is coming. Um. I would say probably Will Smith. That would be dope. That would be really fun. As, as a rapper though, like I don't want him to like. He can act if he wants, but
2: right.
0: I just want to MC with him. I think that'd be so cool. That yeah, would be cool because cool. I can imitate his voice slightly. So I think that would be kind of cool. You know,
1: that would be fun. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would be in attendance for that. <laughs>
2: that'd, be sick. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Speaking nice. of Eminem though, Mom's spaghetti opened, and I want to go. I want to go too. So badly. I have friends who went and posted pictures and I'm like, Is it good? Is it it's apparently really good?
1: Really? Are yeah. you are you physically obligated to wipe it off on your sleeve or I don't Just no. You know what's funny?
0: There's one song he says, uh, "Would you want me serve?" I forgot the words, but he said, "You don't want me serving you, spitting on your onion rings." And I'm laughing about that because they did show that he was there one day.
2: He was. He was there for the grand opening.
0: Oh no! Don't I don't I want anyone to give me the food except Eminem because I do not want to spit on my onion rings. Yeah, he
2: was there for the grand (laughs) opening, serving food to people. I'm (laughs) like. Do you yeah. not listen to your right. songs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's not that far of a drive for me. It's the I'm like I, I mean, it is and it isn't. It's yeah, about look, the same drive to get to there as it is to get to my mom's house. So Yeah, same for me in Columbus. It's
0: probably like maybe four, five hours, maybe if that it's not that far.
2: It's not terrible.
0: But I wanna go. I do wanna go. After that's doable. After I have Bonchan chicken in Cleveland, I'll probably go to
1: so, mm.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, we have to stop talking about food because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> well, right. at
2: least know what I'm making for dinner tonight, so I'm not, like, totally frustrated. It's just that I have to go make dinner.
0: I miss being home. You know, being out, I just, you know, eat stuff that I shouldn't eat. Mm. I I'll go to a bar, get some chicken wings. I don't know.
1: Mm, chicken wings. So irresponsible of me.
2: But bar food. Bar food just okay. hits Okay, Seriously, you're, yes. you're
1: mocking the chubby guy right now, okay? So <laughs> Yeah, that's why I kept it going. Sorry. <laughs> Moist. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Right right back at you, buddy. Oh, All right. God. So <laughs> one one final question for you here. Mm-hmm. And it's our silly question. We always we try to end on a silly question. Cause it's well, we like silly things. So here it is. All right, Pyro. You've been given an elephant. You can't sell it. You can't give it away. What do you name your elephant, and what do you do with it, your new elephant? I name him Dumbo, and then I fly away. So that was too easy. That was too know? easy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, I was, you know, as I'm typing this thing up, I'm like, he's gonna have to think about this for a second. He's gonna have, a... and he's Snip. like, no, no, it's it's Dumbo, and we're gonna fly. Come
2: yeah. on, it's almost as easy as the penguin with the tequila question. <laughs> A penguin with a sombrero,
1: <laughs> yes. I don't, don't remember, how it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, it's funny that you said a penguin because a penguin can't fly, you know. Poor no, bird,
2: he <laughs> can fly underwater,
1: yes. Give him enough tequila, he'll think he's flying.
2: <laughs> that is actually something I find fascinating about penguins, though, is that no, they are not capable of aerial flying, but when they swim, they are doing the same things that airbirds do, so they're flying underwater, not swimming,
1: they're flying low really really low and, and see when you said I, this is the thing I found interesting about penguins it was right after I said something about them drinking tequila I thought you had this cool little no. factoid about alcoholic penguins they like also have my attention
2: side point about penguins that nobody needs to know but we're going to tell them anyway they do have knees they just bend backward huh Sorry. how would you look at that time okay. <laughs> it was a question that showed up on the internet a couple of years ago with the my uh, Understanding the ADHD brain with you. Well, I have to go do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do this. But my brain is wondering whether or not penguins have knees.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: That's how my brain works. <laughs> well,
0: the, well, do bees have knees? I've been trying to figure that one out. Oh, before. I don't know. Do you know would... bees knees? What does that right. mean?
2: Right. We tell people if that they the do, they're knees. really cool. <laughs> and I mean, come on. We know that somebody can be the cat's meow, be. and <laughs> obviously, cats have meows. So that would imply that bees have knees. True. Wow. I think this is the deepest archive. Ar- ar- so know?
0: I think you I think uh, Tim is probably gonna just make like a banana and split now. I think that was just <laughs> 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 oh. There you go. There
1: it is.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, before this show gets any weirder, Pyro, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Where can our viewers and our listeners go to find out more about your work and what you've got coming, even if there are NDAs attached to them?
0: Um, yeah, you can actually, you know what, I think I might be on Google with those IMDb projects. So you can always Google Jarell Pyro Johnson. I can also be on Apple Music under the same name, Spotify, Audio Mac Distro Kid, uh, mm-hmm. Amuse, um, man, so every, every platform, you can just type this name and you'll YouTube and you'll find it.
2: Awesome. Well, we will make sure that we link those in our episode description so that our viewers can find you. And we will remind people. That if you want to find somebody, just Google them.
1: Google is free. (laughs) So remember guys, subscribing is the single most important thing you can do to help us get more amazing guests like Jarrell Pyro Johnson here to have these great conversations with, to find out whether or not bees have knees and other amazing topics. Uh, (laughs) But please subscribe. It's going to help more than you'll ever really know. And remember kids pop culture. It's all around us. It influences everything we do, everything we think about. So if you want to continue to be influenced, come back next week. We're going to have your fix waiting for you right here on Pop Culture Addicts.
2: Thanks again, Pyro.
1: Yay. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Pop Culture Addicts. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of Pop Culture Addicts, you can reach us on either Instagram or Twitter by using the handle at Show. You can also email us at PCAPodshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2021 Pop Culture Addicts. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of Pop Culture Addicts or any of its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at PCAPodshow at gmail.com.